1: All right, Avalanche fans, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening, and thank you for joining the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, and I am your host, Chris Maselli, bringing you another episode of the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast, a podcast dedicated to your one and only Colorado Avalanche. So, a uh, lot to get to, if you can tell, yeah, I'm still sick, but I didn't want to not go uh, two days ...without having a show, especially after what the Avalanche just did to the St. Louis Blues. We don't get to talk about the Avalanche beating the Blues too often, so... Um, and I realized it just said beating the Blues. Um, so I figured, you know, cold and all, I'm going to weather this storm. And I just said weather the storm as I'm under the weather. But uh, we're going we're gonna to make it through this episode because, yeah, we want to talk about some Colorado Avalanche hockey. Getting off the schneid, getting a win... In dominating fashion, I'm actually recording this show and there's still a couple minutes left in the game. That's how confident I am right now that they're not going to blow a 7-3 lead uh, with a little over two minutes to go. So uh, the game will end as this show is in progress. But we will talk about the Minnesota game a little bit. I don't want to dwell too much on that because it was a loss and Avalanche just won this one. But there are some things that we want to talk about in that game. Um, And like always, social media first. Twitter lopn underscore avalanche uh, Instagram I'm gonna get I'm not gonna get rid of the Facebook I just I don't put anything up on Facebook so for now anyway I will in the future but for now it's I do put stuff up on Instagram so just search lockdown Avalanche on Instagram and send in your emails to lockdown avalanche at gmail.com so uh, we are down to a one minute and two seconds left. Still seven to three. Now we're down to fifty seconds left. So yeah, in the bag. Seven to three. Avalanche are going to win this one against St. Louis. But uh, and I guess a little bit more housekeeping. Keeping it today is if you're listening to this on Friday, January fourth, the the voting for Kale McCarr has already been open in terms of getting him into the All Star game. Why we have to vote him in is kind of a travesty to begin with. He should just been uh, named to that roster, but. You know the uh, the the NHL has this voting thing, like a lot of All Star games are right now, and it's the last man in. We're all familiar with it. We all voted Gabe Landeskog in a couple years, no, last year. So now we got to do again for Kael McCarr. Sacrilegious as it is, should just be on the on the roster, but we got to vote him in. So uh, let's do that. You have till uh, January 10th to vote. Help the guy out. He's a rookie. He deserves it. Let's get him on the roster. So there's that. There is also the news that came out today that, um, or not not today, I think it came out yesterday, that uh, Minnesota will be hosting the Winter Classic next year at Target Field, where the Minnesota Twins play. Uh, I thought they normally name the opponent at the same time. I could be wrong on that. Uh, maybe they have done it in the past, and maybe this is a new thing where they're they're just naming where it's at. And obviously you know the home team, but they don't tell you the away team because it's Minnesota, um, the avalanche are are being thrown in there as a possible opponent and um it's yeah, I mean, it, it's a possibility is it is it likely? I, I don't know. I don't even know a, a percentage I want to throw on it right now. but what does the NHL like? In the, the in these games, these are are uh, heavily watched games, so they want uh, uh, number one. They want a good matchup. Um, I like that over the past couple of years they've gotten away from just the the original six and the big marquee names like Sidney Crosby. I think we're all sick of seeing Sidney Crosby in the uh, Winter Classic game. So they are starting to branch out. I'll give them credit for that. I think this is another um, showing of them branching out. But who will the team be? I think just because it's Minnesota and that's in the division of Colorado, everybody wants to say Colorado um, is a high possibility. But, um, I, yeah, they could be. And everybody's also throwing out the fact that, that Colorado is going to Finland next year as well. Um, does that matter? Would the NHL, <coughs> excuse me, put the Avalanche in a overseas game, or a couple games that they're playing over there, and put them in to the uh, Winter Classic? Is that too much notoriety for one team? Do they want to mix it up? It very well could be that that could be a reason why the Avalanche aren't picked to play in the Winter Classic. Um, I, I personally don't think that matters, and I don't think that matters because. The games that are going to be in Finland are, are not going to be the, the the must-see TV in the United States for those games. They will be very big in the countries that those the games are being played in. But over here, it will be just another game that if your team is playing it, you're going to watch. Um, I don't know if you're like me, but like it doesn't matter who plays in the Winter Classic. Like I'm going to watch that game. It's New Year's Day. Just the ambiance of it, you're going to watch it. A game that's overseas, if the Avalanche weren't playing and and it was just another team, I probably wouldn't turn it on. Um, So couple that with Finland being seven hours, if you're on the East Coast in the United States, they're seven hours uh, ahead of us. You know Those games are going to be on at noon or 1 o'clock, I would assume, if they're going to be 8 o'clock games on the East Coast. Again, nobody's really going to tune in at that time of day here to watch those games. So I don't think the fact that the Avalanche are playing in Finland really makes a difference. Um, I think the reasons why they they would get the nod, by the way, final score, 7-3, to three, Avalanche over the Blues. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, I think a big reason why the Avalanche would be picked is, number one, they this is, you know, in a couple weeks or a few weeks we're going to have them play in their second stadium series game. <clears throat> so obviously the, the NHL has taken notice that you know uh, the Avalanche can draw a crowd. Um, they're a team on the rise. They have the superstar in Nathan McKinnon, uh, and they're just a, a, a damn good team right now. That's what you want. You want skill uh, on the biggest stage possible behind the Stanley Cup final. Um and that's the Winter Classic. That's what the Winter Classic has turned into. So could it be the Avalanche? Absolutely. Um I think they're 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 right up there with a team that um could get the nod to play in the Winter Classic, but if it they're going to keep it in the division, we we say all the time this is the best division in hockey. Maybe not this year. Um But could you see Minnesota and Chicago, even though Chicago is not, um, you know, kind of playing as well as they normally do? Yeah, you could, just because they're called Chicago. People will tune in just because it's the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, Could it be St. Louis Blues? Absolutely it could. So it could be anybody in this division. So I don't want to put the Avalanche at the top of that list, but I would put them maybe one, two, or three. I definitely put them in the top three as a possibility. And saying this... Who knows? Uh, NHL might go in a completely different direction and have, you know, uh, like the Montreal Canadiens come in and play them or something like that, which is a possibility too. So um, I would probably think they would keep it in the division. You have no idea what what the, uh, what the NHL's plans are for this, but if the Avalanche don't get picked to play it, I do think within the next, let's say, five years. Uh, they will get a Winter Classic game. And I would almost want them to not play in this game and have their Winter Classic game be at home in Denver. That's just me. So uh, we'll see. I don't know when they're going to announce that. We don't. We haven't even gotten an official announcement on the Avalanche jerseys for this year um, in, their, in their outdoor game, stadium series game. So uh, I don't think we'll get the opponent for next year's Winter Classic before we even get a jersey announcement for this year's Stadium Series. So stay tuned to all of that. And if the Abs do get picked, great, all the more exciting.
2: My name is Paul Stewart, a third-generation Irishman from Dorchester, Mass. I made it to the NHL as both a player and a referee. I was even elected to the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. When I was skating, I had my share of lumps and bumps. I gave a few back too. As a stand-up old-school guy, I've always been hesitant to try fads, but recently I became a big fan of a company called Easy Feeling Wellness. A hockey buddy sent me 1,000 milligrams of intensive relief rub. Easy Feeling markets a line of natural plant-based hemp extract products, including gummies, soft gels with melatonin, and tinctures. Their motto is to enjoy every day, which all of us banged-up baby boomers and old skaters can relate to. Easy Feeling products are non-addictive. They don't get you high, and they're perfectly legal. Give Easy Feeling a try by going to easyfeelingwellness.com. They will even give you 20% off your first order by using my special code,
0: PS20. Easy Feeling Wellness. Enjoy every day. Don't Luca now, but the Los Angeles Clippers might be in trouble. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Sources tell ESPN's Adam Schefter that Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson missed two training camp practices due to a groin injury. Listen to Locked On Ravens for the latest on the reigning MVP and why the team released Earl Thomas. Local experts on the biggest stories. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: All right. So a pretty quick wrap up on the Avalanche game against the Winnipeg Jets. Avalanche played great in this game and this is a game where the the hockey gods just aren't on your side um, and Winnipeg literally escaped from this game with a victory and I have to believe they were getting on the plane or wherever they were going next saying, wow, we won that game because they got outplayed. Uh, they were out out everything and and somehow they won it. But if this is a Winnipeg Jets locked on podcast, they're probably saying, we we won that game, and we don't know how we won that game, but it's a win, and that's a plus. So that's the thing about sports is there's two sides to every story. Our side is we outplayed them. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, I was happy with a lot of different things. We, we had new uh, kind of some new line pairings, not as much as we had in tonight's game, which we will absolutely get to. Uh, there were some new line pairings, um, and overall, everybody played well. Um, Nathan McKinnon had a phenomenal goal, and, and these this, these are goals where I'm just in awe of people. Um, go watch that Nathan McKinnon goal where he's kind of just at the point coming in one direction and just stops and, and just rips it right in. The skill is just off the charts in this guy. So um, he could have had a hat trick in the first period alone, uh, but this was just one of those games where where shots were not we not finding the net. They were finding the crossbar. Um, I thought Gabriel Landeskog played fantastic. They had they had the uh, they tied it during the double minor penalty. Um, but then they gave up a goal. I think it was seven seconds into a penalty and that was pretty much it. They had another goal another game where they had 40 shots on goal. They had 40 shots on goal tonight <coughs> against uh, St. Louis, which makes four games in a row after the St. Louis game that they had 40 shots on goal. I did not think they would get 40 shots on goal against St. Louis, um, but they did. So, um, and The thing that really irked me in the Winnipeg game is the, the JT Comfer penalty. Uh, Nathan McKinnon got his second goal of the game, and immediately there's a scrum right in front of the net, and somebody on the Jets just blatantly cross-checks J.T. Comfer. I mean, there was no traffic in front of that other than J.T. Comfer. And the 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 ref was standing right there. He called the goal, and he's in the line of sight of Comfer who gets completely blown up from a cross-check. And he gets up and turns around, and and rightfully so, he doesn't throw a straight-out punch at the guy, but they start getting into it, and then before you know it, both teams on the ice are getting into it. JT Confort gets called for a penalty. I don't even know how, so so what you're saying is the the cross check that you saw right in front of your face is not a penalty, but what he did afterwards, which was nothing wrong, is a penalty. And then they called a, a matching penalty on someone on the Jets, which didn't make any sense either. But the cross check gets a pass. Absolutely ridiculous call, and the only reason I bring that up is because the Nazim Kadri uh, matching penalty when he got dragged to the ground. I don't know what's going on, uh, and with with referees and you know putting penalties on Avalanche players for things that are just so far out of bounds. That's ridiculous. Um, that one kind of just really, really irked me. Um, totally uncalled for, and uh, to this minute I can't figure out what you're calling on JT Confer but um the frustrating thing was yeah the the avs lost another one they lost another one to a division opponent <laughs> and that's something that they absolutely have to stop doing and tonight maybe that's where it ends um for a little while anyway we turn the calendar everybody says uh, maybe new year new season all that other stuff that means absolutely nothing to me it's a it's a new year a big deal that doesn't mean you're all of a sudden is going to start playing better it's just another game and the abs yeah they ended the year poorly so if you want to start this as a barometer for you know when your season's going to turn around it's just coincidence to me it's not because the calendar changed but you do you if you want to say that's what it is then that's what it is um and and the abs we're up against a tall task. the The Blues had won eight in a row, and then they lost. And I can't remember who they lost to. Oh, Arizona, I think it was. Um, so Arizona um, stopped their eight game winning streak. So you know that they were coming in wanting to get back on the winning track, and obviously the Avalanche did, having lost three in a row, four in a row. Um, so. Both teams coming in with something to play for, obviously. The the Blues were, I think they're seven points up, eight points up on us. Let me go double-check that quick. <coughs> but regardless, um, the Avs are going to play them twice this month, both in Denver. So this was a, a good test to see. At the beginning of the game, they were eight, eight points up. This was a good test to see, all right, the Avalanche are on a losing streak and... Can they get off of that losing streak against the league's best team or second best team, depending on what you say? Best team in the West by far. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, and there was a lot of good things about this game where they answered yes to that question. One is just the fact that they they really handled them and beat them seven to three. You don't score seven points against St. Louis. They're a, a sound team from top to bottom. Um, all four lines, very, very sound team, very good defensive team. So when the lines came out this afternoon, um, for maybe a brief second, I was surprised and then it made sense. And the thing that stood out to everybody was Miko Rantanen being on the third line. So here's the, the lineup. Uh, that was 10 against St. Louis. So you had uh, Landeskog, McKinnon, and Donskoy. Second line, you had Calvert, Kadri, and Njushkin. Third line, you had Nieto, Komfer, and Rantanen. And the fourth line, you had Jost, Belmar, and Burakovsky. Um, I think we're going to see these lines for a little while, the way that they play tonight, especially those that third and fourth line. There were times where I saw Jost come up to the third line. Um, and it was Jost, Comfer, and Rantanen. <clears throat> and wow, what a difference having an all-star on your line can make. Um, yeah, Landiscon McKinnon-Donskoy played fantastic. Um, I thought the calvert Kadri and Nachuskin line played phenomenal. Kadri had two goals tonight. And we'll get into the stats in a second because they're pretty impressive. Uh, Nachuskin, I think just... Not, I get yeah, I guess blowing this up and just putting different faces with different lines just gives everybody a new sense of urgency, and and you can't tell me that if Nieto if it was Nieto or Joost with Comfort and and having Miko Rantanen on that line, you can't tell me those guys aren't going to get up and say, all right, we have to play to his level. Is is Miko Rantanen playing top notch hockey? He hasn't been lately, but even like him not playing the level he's playing at is still above what a third-line all-star level play is. So to put him on those lines with those guys, you could see them just... Jost was everywhere tonight. I was really, really happy with how Tyson Jost played. Same thing with JT Confer. Um, same thing with Burakovsky. He's been kind of tailing off a little bit, um, but he he got back. Like I don't think... It doesn't matter to these guys what line they're on. It's just a number. Um, but, but moving that big three around, um, I think was a genius move and it's something that I think we are going to see a lot more going forward. Um, so we're going to finish talking about this game and then get into the stats in just a second. All right. So in looking at the stats, like I said, I was, I, I thought Tyson jones played great. And the just unjust thing is he didn't register a point. So. Don't look at a score sheet and say, "Oh, he didn't score." You know, obviously he didn't play well. No, I thought T- Tyson Joe's played one of his best games of the year, um, and it's just a shame that he didn't get on the scoreboard. But uh, that's why I say I think you're going to see these guys um, inter- interchanging these these lines the way they are right now. Because if it gets them victories like that, phew, forget it. They're they're going to be a very very difficult team to beat. It's almost like a, a lineup, like the New York Yankees lineup. Uh, there's no, there's no easy uh, at bat for any pitcher against the New York Yankees. And if you got, uh, you know, obviously McKinnon on the line. I, I was even thinking they were going to put Landeskog on a second line, but it's fine that they have him on the same line. You have Landeskog on uh, that first line. Um, the way Kadri's been playing, Kadri's been kind of back up to his uh, early season ways. Like he's starting to play, he's starting to play that way again. And then you have Ranton on the third line, and then you have Burkowski on the fourth line. And then couple that with the defense and you're giving teams a headache for all four lines, which is exactly what St. Louis does. So I think they were kind of taking a playbook out of St. Louis and saying like, yeah, we have four good lines. Maybe our top two lines are our best lines. But why not split those up? And that's what they did. And they matched St. Louis line for line, um, and it was it was it was a dominating performance. <laughs> and the good thing about it was there was a time in the second. ads we were up three to nothing. There was a time in the second period when St. Louis really started saying, "Okay, we're the St. Louis Blues. We need to start playing a little bit better than this." And they did. They got it to three to two. And everybody in Avs Nation was thinking, all right, now we're going to have to hang on for dear life. We can still win this thing, but now it's going to be a fight. It's not going to be this blow that we thought it was going to be. But it turned into that. The Avs put their foot back on the accelerator and flew off. And I don't think anybody was expecting that. I think once the Blues got back to 3-2, to two, people were like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a dogfight to the end. And the Avs said, no, not not tonight anyway. So I guess the one thing that you have to have concern about, <coughs> excuse me again, I'm really sorry about the coffin, guys. It's just awful over here. Um, I guess the one thing you have to be concerned about is, yeah, did you poke that sleeping bear? Um, St. Louis is too good of a team to get blown out like this. I mean, it's going to happen to any team. Uh, but the fact that, you know, they they had been dominant over the Avalanche I want to say they put a stat up in the beginning of the game. the Az were 15, two, and three in their last 20 against Colorado. So Colorado at least for now shut that down real, you know bluntly. So uh, have you kind of just awoke in St. Louis because you're you're behind, I mean you're, you're in second place. How much did you make them take notice of you? I don't know. Uh, we'll see. They play later in the month. Um, But, yeah, I mean, we've said from the beginning it's going to be a dogfight. The Blues separated themselves a little bit from the Avs, but I don't think that's going to be the full season for the rest of the season. I think the Avs might close the gap a little bit. I'm not going to say they're going to take the division. It's possible. But um, I think it's going to be a lot closer than what the Blues lead is now um, going forward. So we'll see. So stat-wise, going to bring up the stats here 11 different avalanche scored and we'll run through them right now and by the way grubauer played great he, he, he played a good game he's starting to come around a little bit more he played a very good game um 27 shots saved 24 of them but he played well kadri with a goal mckinnon with a goal and three assists makar with a goal and assist confer with a goal Donskoy. And Rantanen, each with goals Sam Girard, four assists He played phenomenal Landeskog with a assist Nechuskin, Brokowski Calvert, all with an assist So the only ones not on the score sheet Are Jost, Belmar Graves, Zdorov Johnson, Cole, and Nieto But they all They all played well um, I have real no complaints Over how any of these guys Played tonight Um, and especially, like I said, coming back after St. Louis turned up the heat, heat a little bit, Avalanche did the same thing. Um, power play. I want to get to power play because that's been an issue. Uh, look at this. Avalanche three for five on the power play. That is more like it. I want to see that every single night. That's yeah. (laughs) That's 61%. I don't know if we'll get that every single night, but, um, Yeah, and then 42 shots on goal. What a game. What a game. So uh, there will not be a show for Friday. Or excuse me, (coughs) for Saturday. Mainly because I'm going to that game. The Avalanche are playing the Devils in New Jersey. And uh, I'm going to make the trip and go to New Jersey and watch that game live and in person. So uh, follow me on Twitter. Like I said, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche. Because I'll be putting up. (coughs) <coughs> uh pictures and tweets and I'm going with uh, I'm going with my wife and his and my friend uh and his wife who are devil's fans so they don't have a chance so uh, and I've never been to the Prudential Center before so it'll be fun um so yeah um I'll be there on Saturday and a full report for that one on Monday and I also believe on Tuesday we're going to do a crossover show with the uh, locked on New York Rangers show. Uh, But that'll be Tuesday. We'll talk more about that on Monday. So enjoy the win. Enjoy the weekend. Uh, And Avalanche will have a game against the New Jersey Devils on Saturday, which I will be at, which hopefully I can win that one because I have a good record when I go watch the Avalanche play. They usually win. I think they've lost once. So uh, chalk it up to a win. Bet the mortgage. Don't bet the mortgage. I don't want to be blamed for that. Alright guys, enjoy the weekend, enjoy the game, here's Jordan.
0: Go abs, go!